0: Welcome to Zichu Dach member by Abraham Goldar, and today, Muzachas M'od Katan, Daf Yud Beis. The second parak, Misha HaFach. So the three we're going to focus on, number one, Shmuel said, <speaking in Hebrew> The rule for entering into a contract to complete a specified project is that if the work is to take place inside the Tchum, it's forbidden to enter the contract with non-Jews if they'll perform it on Shabbos, for a Jew might see them and suspect that they were hard for work on Shabbos. If the work is outside the tchum, then it's mutter to enter contract with non-Jews, even if they'll perform work on Shabbos, for no Jews will see them. But Papa said, even in the case of working outside the tchum, it's only permitted if there's no other Jewish city within its tchum. But if there's another Jewish city close to the tchum, then it is forbidden for the non-Jews to do work on Shabbos. But Rosh said, even when there's no Jewish city close by, work is only permissible on Shabbos and Yom Tovin because people don't go there since it's beyond the tchum, but on Chol when people come and go, non-Jews are not allowed to work for a Jew. Point to two, Reb said in the name of Rab. Hilchus, malke, hilchus, kusim, b'halacha. The laws of Cholmur are like the laws of the Kusim regarding deciding halacha. Although the Kusim often refused to keep mitzvahs that were not explicit in the Torah. When they did observe a mitzvah, they were meticulous in its performance. And the Qumran Khun says that if they observed one specific mitzvah, this did not imply that they observed a similar mitzvah. But Daniel bar said in the name of Rav that this means that regarding Cholamod, This means that the halachas of Cholamod are like a barren woman, for they cannot be derived from one another. Rush explains that with a barren woman, the husband only has his wife, but no offspring. Similarly, we cannot say that one kula in the halachas of Cholamod can serve as a basis for another kula. Abai said we have a tradition, Hilchas Mord, ki Shabbos, that the laws of Mord are like the laws of Shabbos. Patr Abal For some of them the prison is pater from punishment, but the act is forbidden, and some of them are completely mutter. And pointing me to the next Mishnah states, Mahni San Perosubneh HaGonavim, on Chol Hamoed, a person can bring his fruits into the house because of thieves. The more brings a bris that taught "Ubeavad beso." Provided he brings the fruits into his house in private, so that no one will see him and assume that's generally permitted to do so. The more brings an incident where Rav Yosef had some heavy beams that could not be left outdoors, and he brought them into his house during the day. When Abay asked him how he could do so during the day, Rav Yosef answered that daytime can be considered doing it in private. For if he did it at night, he would need additional men and torches, which would also be noticeable. So once again, the three points are number one. Shmuel said, -hmm. The rule for entering into a contract to complete a specified project is that if the work is to take place, Inside the Tchum, it's forbidden to enter into the contract with non-Jews if they'll perform it on Shabbos. For a Jew might see them and suspect that they were hired to work on Shabbos. If the work is for outside the Tchum, then it is mutter to enter a contract with non-Jews even if they'll perform work on Shabbos, for no Jews will see them. Rapapa said, Even in the case of working outside the Tchum, it's only permitted if there's no other Jewish city within its Tchum. But if there is another Jewish city close to the Tchum, then it is forbidden for the non-Jews to do work on Shabbos. Or has said, Even when there's no Jewish city close by, Work is only permissible on Shabbatim and Yom and Tovim because people do not go there since it's beyond the Tchum, but on Cholamolet. When people come and go, non-Jews are not allowed to work for a Jew. Point of it to Rav Chama Guria said in the name of Rav, Hilchus ki kusim v'halacha. The laws of Cholamolet are like the laws of the Kusim regarding deciding halacha. Although the Kusim often refused to keep mitzvahs that were not explicit in the Torah, when they did observe a mitzvah, they were very meticulous in its performance. And the Gemara and Huan says said that if they observed one specific mitzvah, this did not imply that they observed a similar mitzvah. Rav Daniel bar said in the name of Rav that this means that regarding Cholomoed, this means to say that the halachas of Cholomoed are like a barren woman, but they cannot be derived from one another. Now she explains that with a barren woman, the husband only has his wife, but no offspring. Similarly, we cannot say that one kula in the halachas of Cholomoed can serve as a basis for another kula. Abai said we have a tradition, Hokhas Mord ki Shabas, that the laws of Khuamod are like the laws of Shabbas, Yeshman Path abal For some of them the person is pater from punishment, but the act is forbidden, and some of them are completely mutter. And pointing with you, the next Mishnah states, Makni Sadan ha'ganavim." On a person can bring his fruits into the house because of thieves. The more brings up rice to the taut, Ubavajnisam sina to provided he brings the fruits into his house in private so that no one will see him and assume that it's generally permitted to do so. The gemar brings an incident where Rav Yosef had some heavy beams that cannot be left outdoors and he brought them into his house during the day. When Abay asked him how he could do so during the day, Rav Yosef answered that daytime can be considered doing it in private, for if he did it at night, he would need additional men and torches, which would also be noticeable. All right, so now we go to the Simmon for Daph base and our standard Simmon is 12 brothers. 12 brothers. So here goes. The twelve brothers who contracted a non-Jew to build them a mega treehouse outside the Tchum saw his kusi cousin who kept some harachas and not others hanging around on Cholm So they shoved his heavy beams into the house because he was a known thief, once again in slow motion. The twelve brothers, twelve brothers, that must be more unda, Yud bays. The 12 brothers who contracted a non-Jew to build them a mega treehouse outside the Tchum, which reminds us, Shmuel said, The rule for entering into a contract to complete a specified project is that if the work is to take place inside the Tchum, it's forbidden to enter the contract with non-Jews if they'll perform it on Shabbos, for a Jew might see them and suspect that they were hired for work on Shabbos. Chutz mutter if the work is for outside the Tchum. Then it's mutter to enter contract with non-Jews even if they'll perform work on Shabbos for no Jews will see them. But the more brings additional qualifications for even work done outside the Tchum. So the 12 brothers who contracted a non-Jew to build them a mega treehouse outside the Tchum saw his Kusi cousin who kept some halachas and not others hanging around on Cholomod, which reminds us what Hamah said in the name of Rab. Hilchuz mod, kilchuz kusim behalachah. The laws of the Cholomod are like the laws of the Kusim regarding deciding halacha. That just like the Kusim, if they observed one specific mitzvah, it didn't apply they observed a similar mitzvah. So too, regarding Cholamod, we cannot say that one kula in the Halachas of Cholamod can serve as a basis for another kula. Abai said we have a tradition, Hilchizmod, hilchas Shabbos, that the laws of Cholamod are like the laws of Shabbos. Yesh mehen for some of them, the person is puttah from punishment, but the act is forbidden, and some of them are completely mutter. So the twelve brothers who contracted a non-Jew to build him a mega treehouse outside the Trum saw his kusi cousin who kept some alachas and not others hanging around on Cholomoed. So they schlepped their heavy beams into the house because he was unknown. Thief Which reminds us The next Mishnah states <laughs> On mode, A person can bring his fruits Into the house Because of thieves The Gamor brings a price That taught <laughs> Provided he brings the fruits Into his house In private So that no one will see him And assume that is generally Permitted to do so Rav Yosef had some heavy beans That could not be left outdoors And he brought them Into his house during the day He explained That daytime can be considered Doing it in private For if he did it at night He would need additional men And torches Which would also be noticeable So once again the 12 brothers who contracted a non-Jew to build them a mega treehouse outside the Tchum saw his Kusi cousin who kept some halachas and not others hanging around on Cholomoet. So they schlepped their heavy beams into the house because he was a known thief. All right, now it's time for a four-blot-back hazara So the similar Tav is Chala. So here goes. The Cholomoet Chala delivery truck, Chala, that must be dav Ches. The Cholomot Cholomot delivery truck stopped to drop off free to the man reburying bearing his parents' bones. Which reminds us of the next mission of where Mer said that a person may gather the bones of his father and mother and bury them in an ancestral pond of because it's says Simcha for him. Rush explains that he's happy that they're buried next to their ancestors and it's not distressing for him. Rabbi Yossi said, Abel it's a source of mourning for him and therefore it's prohibited. Even though a person should mourn the entire day when he re the bones, Abai explains that Remer means that the Simcha of the Regal is upon him. Since he's very involved in the Simcha of the Chag, the re-interment doesn't bother him. So, the Cholamod Challah delivery truck stopped to drop off free Chala, to the man rebearing his parents' bones and to the team busy lengthening some kuchin, which reminds us that the next mission states, We may not dig burial alcoves or graves during Cholamod of as a kuchin but we may adjust burial alcoves during Cholamod, which means that we may shorten them. And a Bryson teaches that we may also lengthen and widen them, even though it involves more tircha. So the Cholmode delivery truck stopped to drop off free challah, to the man rebearing his parents' bones and to the team busy lengthening some kuchin since they had so much extra challah from the chassan's cancelled order who just found out he couldn't get married. On Moed, Which reminds us, that the next Mishnah states, We may not marry women on Chalamod, neither virgins or widows, nor may we perform Yibum, Mifnesha, Simchilo, because doing one of these things is a Simcha form. And the Quran brings four reasons why it's a problem to have this additional Simcha on the Chag. Daf Tess, so the Simmer Daf Tess is a teapot. So here goes. The ladies enjoying two separate seven day tea parties, tea, that must be more on Daf Tess, teapot. The ladies enjoying two separate seven-day tea parties, making sure not to mix simchas, which reminds us that the source for Ein Ma Arvin Simcha B'simcha, we do not mix one simcha with another simcha, comes from a Pasukar and Shlomo celebration of the dedication of the base of Migdash. Shiva's Yamim, Yamim, for seven days and for seven more days, fourteen days. They celebrate for seven days before Sukkahs and then celebrate for seven days during Sukkahs for a total of fourteen days. The proof is from the redundancy of saying that they celebrate for fourteen days when it had just stated that they had celebrated for seven days and seven more days. Shmamina, We can learn from this that the seven days of celebrating the dedication of the Beis and Middash are on their own, and the seven days of sukkahs are on their own, meaning that the Simchas were not mixed. So the ladies enjoying two separate seven-day tea parties, making sure not to mix simchas, were aghast when one lady shared that the Jews ate on Yom Kippur when the base of Migdash was dedicated, which reminds us that the year of the dedication of the base of Migdash, Kaiso did not keep Yom Kippur. They made the following Homer. If by the dedication of the Mishkan, whose Kedusha is not everlasting, and we're dealing with the individual karbonus of the Nasim, yet it was Docha Shabbos, which is in Iserskila then all the more so by the dedication of the base of Migdash, whose Kedusha is everlasting, and the karbonus of the Tzibor, and in Yom Kippur, the Onish is only Kharis, that the celebration should override Yom Kippur. So the ladies enjoying two separate seven-day tea parties, making sure not to make were aghast when one lady shared that the Jews ate on Yom Kippur when the base of Migdash was dedicated, and another one was told her grandson shouldn't leave learning if someone else can pour the tea. Which reminds the Gemara resolves a seeming contradiction between two Pesukim regarding the issue of whether mitzvahs are equal to Talmud Torah by explaining kan that here in the Pasuk that mitzvahs do not compare to Talmud Torah, it refers to a mitzvah that can be performed by others. Therefore, one who is warning should let someone else do the mitzvah. Whereas here, in the pasuk that implies the mitzvah are equal to Talmud Torah, it refers to a mitzvah which cannot be done by others. Therefore, a person winning should stop warning and perform the mitzvah. Daf Yud. So the similar Daf Yud is a minion of Yiddin. So here goes the minion of Yidden. Minion of Yidden. That must mean Daf Yud. The minion of Yidin wearing messed up hems that they sewed on Cholomoed, which reminds us the Mishan state of Hedyotot Gadarho. a layman may sew in his usual way. During Cholomoed, the Gemoran Ardav has what's considered a layman. And the yeshiva Rebbe answered, whoever is unable to skillfully pull a needle of stitches through the fabric at the same time. But Yoshi Barchanina said, whoever cannot form a straight hem on the bottom of his garment. So the minion of Yidin wearing messed up hems that they sewed on Cholomoed had time to go out to the field to collect some large twigs for the Shul's Cholomoed bonfire. Which reminds us, if one only takes large twigs and leaves the small ones when clearing a field, then it appears his intentions for gathering wood to fuel a fire, which is permitted on Ch'o'mo'ad. But if he takes both the large and small twigs, then it appears that his intention is to clear the field so that he can plant, which is forbidden. So the minion of Yidden wearing messed up hems that they sold on Koamoed had time to go out to the field to collect some large twigs for the Shul's Ch'o'mo'ad bonfire, because their shops were closed with the Chag for merchandising. Which reminds us, Rav said in his eighth ruling, any amount of merchandising in Cholamot is prohibited, of Yosef Bravin said. But in the case of a loss, it is permitted. Rashi explains that if the person will have a loss if he does not sell it on Cholamot, but where a loss is not prevented by selling it specifically on Cholamot, it is forbidden. Daf Yudalph, so the simur Daf Yudalph is stars, like the 11 stars in Yosef's dream. So here goes. The handyman from five-star layman repair, five stars, stars. That must be more on Daph the handyman from five-star layman repairs who put together a railing made of palm and laurel branches on Cholomoed, which reminds us in the next mission of states, Osi ma'ake lo'gag My lo'merpesis ma'ise hedyot avol ma'ise We may make a railing for a roof or a balcony in the work of a layman, but not the work of a craftsman. The Gemara what is considered ma'ise hedyot and Rav Yosef says, behutz of with palm branches and laurel branches. A brysitata can be done by piling stones on top of one another and not cementing them with mortar. So the handyman from Five Star Laming Repairs who put together a railing made of palm and laurel branches on moed and used their silent large saw to fix a door lintel. Which reminds us there was a contradiction between our mission which said repairs can be done on Cholomoed provided they weren't intended to be done then and a mission of Maishushin that said until the days of Kong Kongadol the hammer would bang in Yishon which implies that only until his days working with tools was permitted but afterwards it became prohibited. Three answers are given one of them being our mission is dealing with large saws which produce no noise, whereas the other missions deal with axes, which make noise. So, the handyman from Five Star Layman Repairs, who put together a railing made of palm and laurel branches on Moed, and used their silent large saw to fix a door lintel, got a call to help a distressed man who had just turned over his all to suppress them when he suddenly became a novel. Which reminds the Gamora notes that the opening mission of the Second Peric began with a case of mourning and concluded what to do in the case of Cholomoed. It never came back. To what should be done in Avelis. Rav Shisha Bred Ravidi said that this tells us that things that are permitted during Cholamod are forbidden to do during Avelis. Ravashi disagrees and says the Mishnah presenting the halachas in the form of a loma boy. It's not necessary to state that the malacha is permitted during Avelis in the case of financial loss, since the prohibition not to do malacha is only the rabbinin. But even during Cholamod, when the prohibition against malacha is a deraisa, in the place of financial loss, the rabbis permitted the malacha. All right, now it's time to conclude with the pop quiz of ten questions plus three bonus questions from previous meseches. Number one, which daf do we have a marcho whether the halachas of availas are more chamur than the halachas of chovamot or not? That's on daf yedaf. Good. Number two, which daf do we learn that the Jews made a of homer to learn that they did not have to observe yom kippur during the dedication of the base of Middash? That's on daf Test. Good. Number three. Which doctor do we have the Chumy? Whether a cone can examine the gaim on Cholamolad? That's on daf. Zion. Good number four. Which doctor do we learn a yod is permitted to sow on Cholamolad? That's on daf. Yud. Good. Good number five. Which daf do we is whether one can gather bones for reinterment on Cholamolad? That's on daf. Ches. Good. Good number six. Which daf do we learn the Rav only prohibited tools that to make noise on Cholomot, not a large silent saw. That's on Duff. Yudolf. Good number seven. Which Duff do we learn that the laws of Cholomot are like the laws of Kusim? You cannot derive one from the other. That's on Duff. Yud base. Good number eight. Which Duff are four reasons given as to why we do not get married on Cholomot? That's on Duff. Ches. Good. Number nine. Which stuff do you learn that one is not allowed to enter a contract with a non-Jew to perform specified work within the Tchum if he's going to work on Shabbos? That's on Dav. Yud bez Good. Number ten. Which stuff do you learn that we can discern that one is collecting wood for a fire when he's only collecting the large twigs, not the small twigs as well? That's on Duff. Yud. Great. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which stuff do you learn why we place the ashes on the Nasi and the av based in first? That's on Duff. Tezvav and Tainus, Good. Number two. Which stuff did we learn that Kosh Baruch sends the raful before the Makkah? That's on Dov. Yed, Gemel, and Megillah. Good. And number three. Which stuff did we learn that the three Svarim open on Rosh Hashanah? That's on Dov. Tez, and Rosh Hashanah. Excellent. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ramgol wishing you a great day and great learning.